The Bible Study Podcast, episode 692. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Genesis with chapter 47. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are wrapping up the book of Genesis. Joseph and his father and brothers have been reunited, and now they're going to tell Pharaoh what they do. Genesis 47, Joseph went and told Pharaoh, my father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while, because the famine is severe in Canaan, and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food according to the number of their children. Joseph and the famine. There was no food, however, in the whole region because the famine was severe. Both Egypt and Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying, and he brought it to Pharaoh's palace. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan were gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone. Then bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep and goats, their cattle and donkeys, and he brought them through that year with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, We cannot hide from our Lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes, we and our land as well? Buy us and our land in exchange for food, and we with our land will be in bondage to Pharaoh." Give us seed so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh. The Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he did not buy the land of the priests because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough from the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell 
sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you so you can plant the ground. But when the crop comes in, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four-fifths you may keep as seeds for fields and as food for yourselves and your households and your children. You have saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. So Joseph established it as a law concerning the land of Egypt, still in force today, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land of the priests that did not become Pharaoh's. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were fruitful and increased greatly in number. Joseph lived in Egypt 17 years, and the years of his life were 147. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. I will do as you say, he said. Swear to me, he said. Then Joseph swore to him, and Israel worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. So we're kind of wrapping up the story of Joseph and his family here as they're introduced to Pharaoh, as they're sent off to Goshen to mind their herds, but also the herds of Pharaoh, if Joseph can find someone of his brothers who is particularly good with livestock, and they all are pretty good, so that should not be a problem. But the other thing that is going on is we're still in the middle of this. I almost wanted to say pandemic because we are in the middle of a pandemic. They're still in the middle of this famine. And so they still have to get through the rest of the famine. And what happens, and this is not a new story. This is something that quite often will happen in downturns, in recessions, in depressions, is the rich will get richer and the poor will lose what they have. And they do it gladly in this case because it's that or die. First they give up their livestock and then they give up their land and themselves and become in bondage to Pharaoh, but they do it because their choice is death. Their choice is starvation. And it's quite common that when you come out of some downturn that the people who had a lot will come out with more because they will be able to take advantage of the opportunities. And those who live paycheck to paycheck who have a trouble making the rent in a good month will lose their houses or lose ground, basically. And this is an old story. It's a story that we see way back here in Egypt. And Pharaoh is not the one who is causing this to happen. This is caused by this famine. And in some ways, it's caused by Joseph, who is making these rules. So it's ironic that in the next book, we're going to start with the Israelites have become slaves. They are in servitude to Pharaoh, but it is Joseph that put the rest of the land in servitude to Pharaoh. Now, in servitude here is one-fifth of your crop, and so that is actually not a bad tax rate compared to what we're used to, 20%. I think I do more than 20% in taxes in any given year, but that's relatively high for between now and between that time period and ours, 20% would have been a relatively high tax rate most of that time. But, you know, it's very familiar to you. If you grew up as a sharecropper, this is really the same kind of deal that a lot of people had in the rural U.S. who were sharecroppers. And so they become servants of Pharaoh. 
but they're happy to do it. Really, again, what choice did they have? Now, in this chapter, Israel's days, Jacob's days, are winding to a close. We learn that he lives to 147, which is a pretty good run. But I thought it was interesting when Pharaoh and Jacob are talking, and Pharaoh asks the obvious question, how old are you, to this man who probably looks older than dirt at this point. He says, the years of my pilgrimage are 130, and Israel will go on and live more years in Egypt, 17 more years in Egypt. But at the time that they meet, he is 130 years, and he puts it that way, that the years of my pilgrimage. And I thought that was interesting because I wonder if a lot of us picture our lives as Jacob is picturing his that this whole lifetime, in his case, the 130 years, 147 years, is a pilgrimage. Now, what is a pilgrimage? A pilgrimage, first of all, is associated with religion. It's associated with God, that you're going someplace to get closer to God, right? That you're walking the Camino Santiago in Spain, or maybe you're going on a pilgrimage to the Holy Lands, or if you are uh, if you believe in Islam, you'd be doing your pilgrimage to Mecca, but you're trying to get closer to God, and you're going on a journey to do that. And I liked that analogy of thinking of our life as a pilgrimage, that it is a journey, and a journey can have unexpected twists and turns as we have seen in 2020, as we see many years, but also that the point of this pilgrimage, the point of this journey is to bring us closer to God. Are we living our lives as Jacob is? If so, one of the questions we should be asking maybe every year, am I getting closer to God? Am I doing the things that will bring me closer to God, or am I being distracted? Am I being detoured on my journey, on my pilgrimage. And when Jacob comes to the end of his life, he says to Joseph, make me a promise. Put your hand under my thigh, which is a weird way to pledge something, but he says, put your hand under my thigh and pledge that you won't bury me here in Egypt, that you'll bury me in the land of my fathers. Because even though that land of Canaan wasn't theirs when they left, God has promised it to his father and to his grandfather to Isaac and to Abraham, and that will be the land of his people, but not yet. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. I'm recording this on Christmas, so I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. I don't feel any need to wish you a Happy Holidays on a Bible Study Podcast. And I hope that in the coming year that you will find yourself on a pilgrimage, that you will find yourself on a journey that you may not know every step, but it is a journey that leads to God, that leads to a city not built by the hands of men. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, 
discussed how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.